Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Sean McCorkle, who's looking great. Uh, you're looking great, man. Good for you. I don't know about that. Nah, man. You look like you you seem to lose weight, man. Personally, I'm in Las Vegas, and uh, a couple days ago, I woke up with like a really sore throat. And you ever like? I thought it was just phlegm. Like I was like, oh, it's just phlegm. So, I went, and then all of a sudden, like my my throat started killing me, like the bottom of it. So I looked up like what that little thing is dangling in the back of your tongue. You know that it's called like a Uvolve or something. So I think it's called Bruce Buffer's balls. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Bruce Buffer's balls were in the back of my tongue. Um, right, back of your throat. Right. So I was like, uh, I looked it up and they're like, well, what color is it? I go, I go and it looked white. So now I think I either, I either have strep throat, mono or something else. So now I'm Usually. actually... Yeah. Yeah. Usually it's strep when it's white because those are like white blisters. I have a, I'm a strep carrier, whatever that means, but I got strep throat like seven times one year when I was a kid and they kept thinking I was faking, like trying to get out of school. Like they were asking if I was being molested or just weird stuff. Like, is everything okay at home? Everything okay at school? I'm like, well, I'm getting molested, but that's not why my throat is sore. But, uh, no, they kept, uh, they kept at, like thinking I was faking trying to get out of school. And I wasn't a faker, man. I'm not a liar. Like, and they finally did a, uh, some kind of, because they were like, no one can get strep throat that many times a year. They did some kind of blood test. Said, oh, wait, you're a strep carrier, meaning I can have it without it showing positive or something like that. I don't know. It's a weird. It feels weird like thing. a big, now I got like a big circle in the back of, on the back of my tongue. Like it's going to come out at any time. It doesn't come out. So now I have to go to <laughs> urgent care. Um, and, and of course, like I got, I, got, I don't want to talk and I, and I hate not working out for my shows. Cause I feel like right. I'm going to bomb. I'm going to have too much energy. I'm going to talk too fast. So I'm like, I don't want to work out because I think I have strep throat. And then, uh, and then I, and then of course they booked this feature who's a funny guy, but he's like beyond like loud and like energetic and like, you know, talking about it, you know, it's dirty. I'm like, I got to follow this shit, like, which is fine. But I'm like, not with strep throat, but I'm like, fuck it. Right. Uh, I still got a standing ovation. So that was, that was good. But man, my fucking throat is killing me. Uh, and I'm just, and, and I, I, and then of course I got an audition for Quantum Leap. They're bringing back right. Quantum Leaps. I had to have my acting coach. Awesome. I had to have my acting coach call in and do that, which was good. But uh, so I'm going to go to urgent care after this, which is a pain in the ass. And then uh, this guy, this comedian, this spider wanted to do comedy. So I gave him a spot on the show. O'Day, O'Day Osborne. He was great last night. He's like, I think black people are just funnier. <laughs> like right. first yeah. time ever doing comedy and he fucking killed. Like first yeah. time ever. I gave him in front of 300 people and he fucking murdered, uh, which was awesome. Good for him. Uh, nice guy. What about Brendan Schaub's not black? <laughs> <laughs> Might have helped him out. Didn't Kimbo think he was black? Remember, didn't Kimbo? Yeah. 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 The best was Schaub always talked about everybody being a hater, but the first thing he said when Kimbo walks in the uh, training center is F that dude. Like, he didn't know him, didn't know anything about him. He just couldn't stand that Kimbo was more famous than him, like, uh, coming into the house. But Kimbo allegedly was the greatest guy ever from everybody I've ever talked to that knew him. They said he was, like, the nicest dude ever, other than his propensity to street or knife fire things like that but other than that he uh that was the, yeah, the uh, they, uh that was like i think one of my my favorite seasons was that season because I, yeah. I was thinking about that season because i remember when uh dana white was like roy nelson really impressed himself this year uh right. I, I just thought that was <laughs> and then he, roy nelson thought when they had when they announced that they had a special guest it was going to be him but he was already there. Right. <laughs> the best was that I was, I had just started training with Mitch Rione during that time. The, the show was already filmed. And so I'm hanging out with Mitch Rione in the gym and everybody's like, he's a fucking prick. Get me. I'm like, I, I don't know what you mean. He's nice enough to me. Turns out they were right. But no, um, 
No, he uh, they, he's on, on the show every week. So I started watching because I hadn't been watching. So I start watching the show, and it's like Matt on TV versus Matt in real life. It was so different. I was like cracking oh, up. Yeah. And uh, then I found out he wasn't even watching it. Like Matt, after the second episode, he realized where they were going with it, that he was going to be the villain, you know? So yeah. he stopped watching it. I was like, you're not even watching the show you're on on TV? He goes, no, I can't stand to watch it, man. Like, I loved it. It was so funny. It happened to me on last conversation. They wouldn't put me on the show. They would, like, four years in a row, they told me, you're going to Hollywood. And then I'm like crying and calling my family. <laughs> and then they're emailing me like, you're, you're off the show. I'm like, but you said I was on the show. And I got through the round and the judges congratulated me. And you videotaped me crying and calling my right. They're like, well, you signed a contract saying, even though we say you're on the show, you're not on the show anymore. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be, be a villain. I'm going to be a villain. That's the only way they're going to get me on. So I go on there and I'm like, I'm the best comic in the world. I'm better than everybody here because I was watching a lot of Ultimate Fighter. I'm like, so then they they put me right through. But I also had good stuff. Right. But then I'm like, great, now I'm going to be known as the fucking biggest asshole on TV. So then every time they interviewed me, I would be like, talk about how I worked with kids who had cancer. No matter what right. the fuck it was, because I'm like, they can't edit that. They're right. Like, so uh, why do you hate this guy? I'm like, oh, this seems like a good, nice guy. By the way, did I tell you how I worked with, at the Ronald McDonald House for kids that have cancer? That's all I kept talking about was working with kids. So then eventually they stopped interviewing me. They stopped getting me food. Like they got, they got, they got so mad that I was doing that, and then they took me out of the whole show. Like, like they really hate people that help kids with cancer. Apparently, <laughs> that's weird. You know, you remember Drake Sather, I assume, right? That old comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw a joke of his the other day out of nowhere on TV or on YouTube, and he said uh, they're raising money for the Ronald McDonald's house, and he said, "How big a house does this clown need?" I loved it; it was really funny. I it. That's hilarious. <laughs> he said some funny stuff. He died. I don't know from what, but he died of, uh, I guess, prematurely. Anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah he was uh, he was funny, man. He said some funny shit. I love. I was thinking about a joke the other day. I heard that I was. Uh, I remember, you know, back back on like the subway. He's like, always oh, he's, he's like huge black dudes. He'd be like, hey, man, you got money from my basketball team, you know? And they try to sell you M&Ms for the basketball team. Right, right. And the comic was like, man, that guy's like 20. Like, what does he play for the Knicks? And he's right. Like, he's like, how better the Knicks doing? Where they got to sell fucking candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They used to always do that. Um, like, you have kids that were supposedly doing a fundraiser for their basketball team, but they really were like 19 or 20 years old. Like, dude, you're in, you're in Cub Scouts still? Like, what's going on? Like, it's, they always had some scam going. I um I went I took my kid to a WNBA game. I had I got free tickets to go see WNBA. I've never been in a game before. <laughs> and you still overpaid. Dude, it was so much fun. Like yeah. WNBA is it's so different than NBA because uh they have there's all no different. skill involved at all. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like there was a lot of misses and like miss layups and stuff. I think a lot of those girls they were amazing in college and high school because they were playing with people. They probably, every one of those girls was a star, but for some right. reason, when they all get together, they don't look that good. I, mean, I don't know. You know, maybe because they're playing people their level, but they like, I remember, cause if you look at each one of those girls, you look at like play for UConn or this, or UCLA, you know, one of the, and I'm sure they murdered in high school and college, but dude, the team was down, but it was funny. They said, when we got there, there was a sign on the seat saying no booing. Like that's how nice. Oh, <laughs> like let's say like no booing, dude. The, the, the LA Sparks were down by thirty five points to half, and against <laughs> Chicago uh, Chicago Sky, and people were cheering for them. Like like any other right. event. Like as they were walking back, everyone's like, "Yay!" Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this would not happen at any other event, you know. Uh, and then I'm surprised other- the women's team could score thirty five points. That's what surprises me. I can't believe somebody could even be up. I like wanted my daughter to come see this because she was like, oh, there are girls playing. Oh, she was so excited to see girls play. But um, then they had like, it was very gay friendly. Like they were giving out sunglasses for pride and this and that. But they had like, um, they had a, like, it was like almost like a talent show. Like every time that they, it was a timeout, they had more and more dancers become and some were really good. But then they had like the queer, <laughs> like they were called the queer salsa team. Like they literally- <laughs> well- <laughs> all sauce is pretty gay so you, <laughs> that was just be the best of the best it was like the, i think it was called cha-cha queer or something it, right. it was a girl and i think it was a guy i'm not sure it was a guy i'm pretty sure right. I, I don't know but they, and then they had like i don't know if it was an open mic or something but they had like the woman zumba teachers of la like they weren't <laughs> even like they, dude, and 
And then they had a rapper that I, I think was a lesbian. I'm pretty sure it was a lesbian. It was um, it was hilarious, dude. It was sounds like they were getting ready to film America's Got Talent. If only they could have gotten rid of the women basketball players. Dude, it was like because right? like they don't have any talent. It, I, they were. Ta- I, I'm a fan of LA, so I had so much fun. And they yeah. were, uh, it was almost like a party. It was like a gay party with a basketball game in the middle of it. Uh, like nobody cared that they were down by 40 points. Like right. <laughs> nobody cared. I mean, uh, I'm going I bet there were a lot of dunks though. There were no dunks. I mean, no, that's what shocking. like I, a part of me thinks they should lower the hoop so the girls right. can find each other, but then you got to lower all the hoops right around like, every basketball court. You'd have to lower the hoops. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed with women's basketball. When I was 14 years old, I played against the number one girl, but it was, I was, I was in eighth grade and she was the number one girl in the state. I was a senior. And uh, I dominated her. It wasn't even close. And she was like six, six. And I was like six foot tall. And so then I realized how bad women were at basketball. Like if I'm as a 14 year old dominate the best player in the state who's 17 or 18, it's pretty bad. So you're also a division one basketball player. though. Yeah. Well, not at that rate or at that point though. I was, uh, I don't know. I wasn't, I didn't get real good at basketball until I got about 17, 16, 17. I started getting really, really good. Um, so, so uh, uh, did you watch the fights last week? Uh, no, I looked at the card and saw that I, I literally recognized two names on the entire card. I had not even heard of anybody else on the card. Like never heard the name. And I was like, I can't, I can't even award, reward them with my time for something Dude, like that. So it I was my actually money. a good card. Um, this guy Gamrot and uh, uh, Sarukian fought the main event. And like one of them got won 17 in a row. The other guy like hasn't, it was 21 and one. It was the guy, the guy that won, won the last three rounds but it was close. It could have went either way. I really good have gone either way. It was a good main event. Um, I did watch Khabib's cousin. I, I watched that fight. I watched him dry hump that guy for three rounds. What was that, man? Like that was a, that yeah, was a horror, like a horrible fight, but he's good. I mean, he's Khabib's a good wrestler. Guy. He's a good wrestler. Uh, have, have you, have you ever went with against a guy who was like Dagestani? Have you ever? Uh, no. Uh-uh. And I always do. They were supposedly really good wrestlers. There's not a lot of heavyweight, big Dagestani guys though. Um, that I knew of anyway, but I did wrestle with Tom Erickson, so you might as well be wrestling somebody right, who's right, right, hundred percent. Uh, Josh Parisian won. He's a big heavyweight. Um, he's like a big dude. Like, a, and he 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 won his fight. Tiago Moises. I mean, there, there was some good fights. Chris Curtis won, and you know, I was happy that his, his coach said to him because it was one of those fights. The guy kept high fiving in the beginning, like there, you know, right. And he was like, "He's not your friend. Beat him." Right. That's what the coach said. And right. I was like, it's about fucking time these coaches said that. I like right. I don't understand. Why do you think guys like are they just happy? They want to like say good. I mean, I think they just saw um Pat Barry and Crow Cop do it back in the day and they thought it was cool, so they want to do it too. You know, like there's a lot of uh I don't know. I mean, there's a time and a place for it, I guess. Like if two guys are, you know, really going at it or whatever, but there's no reason to do it six different times in a round. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you that was a good punch here. Get a high five, you know, like stupid, man. No, and I was happy the coach said something to him though, because it was like yeah. enough is enough. Um, there was some this guy TJ Brown lost his fight, which sucks because he came to my show. He he fought this guy who looked just like him, an Asian version of him with the same <laughs> awesome. haircut, the same like like fake blonde haircut. Like it was, they looked exactly the same. Cody Durden won. He was the guy that uh he said I'm gonna send this guy back to Russia. I mean back to China, and he, and he got in trouble for that. And he but he. <laughs> Sounds like I missed a good card now that you're, now that you're he, he talking about. He this guy named, named J.P. Buys, who I felt bad for him because he had this hot girlfriend who was a fighter. They were married, uh, named Cheyenne. I mean, both, uh, they're a young couple. And I guess she left him for her training partner. And they were and he was in the gym too. And then he refused <laughs> to say they were divorced. But she said divorced on her input social media. So. And, Wait, her training partner, so she left him for a girl? No, a guy. Wait, what's she doing? Another training training partner, like another guy in, in like the gym, like another, oh, okay. guy, which sucks. I mean, and I think that guy's like bigger too. So you right. can like beat the guy up. <laughs> I mean, not worse than having your girlfriend taken by someone who could beat you in a fight. Uh, the worst. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much half of America for me. But but yeah, that does suck. Um, <laughs> Mario Batista beat Brian Kelleher. He's a guy that just wins one, loses one, wins one, loses one at. Uh, and then uh, I, I wanted I want to tell her to win. I like the guy. And then Jin Yu Frey, who's the girl who's like the rocket scientist, lost to the girl who was the stripper. Um, right. But it was close. <laughs> like, I thought the rocket scientist won. They gave it to the stripper. Uh, sure. You know, and then she jumped in Bisbing's arms. 
she's got to stop doing that. So like last time against Rogan, he's interviewing her and she just jumps in his arms, like literally. Right. And like that's her thing now. And you can tell Bisping right. like he's a married guy and, you know, his, his wife's a really nice lady, but you could tell she was not, I mean, I'm sure she wasn't fucking thrilled. With, I mean, right. it was like holding her out like this, like, and she's just like, you know. Like, I wonder if the rocket scientist jumped in his arms if she'd have cared. It's only because she was a stripper. Like, it seems like, you know, like if it was just the rocket scientist, they'd be like, oh, that girl's sweet. But like, if it's a. Well, I mean, it's almost like the guy's getting me too. Like, like yeah. at, at a certain point, <laughs> I got us to tell her like, listen, you can't jump in the announcer's arms um that's i understand you're it's funny and you're a hot chick but I, it's just you know, like there's got to be some professionalism i mean can you imagine if the guy just started dry i know it's not the same as dry humping but imagine like megan olivia is fucking interviewing somebody and he just starts like jumping in her, like he'd be right. out so fucking fast like when rampage you saw when rampage start dry humping that girl right during an interview he was like motorboating chicks and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that a lot one... of girls start dry humping her, like while she was asking questions, just humping her. That was ridiculous. Right, right, hundred percent. I guess, and that was a different time back then. But I don't know. I right. think that's, I, I think it's cute, and I think that she's a, a fun girl. But um, someone's just gonna drop her too. I don't even know. Like, it'd be funny if you just moved out of the way. And just, just yeah. fell on her <laughs> fucking head. I, mean, I have a feeling she'd fall into the splits and be completely fine. Like uh, yeah, right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I could tell Bisping did not like Bisping probably, you know, he's a married guy and he probably gets so much pussy thrown at him. But he's got like uh, uh, Bisping seems like the kind of guy to me that would be uncomfortable around any woman. But he's like a, uh, I, you know, him, him and Bruce Buffer. Me and him worked on his one person show together for like four or five hours together. Bisping's yeah. one of the best fucking dudes. Like, yeah, like oh like one of the nicest coolest but just a, a good fucking dude like he's oh. a, he's he's one of those guys that like you you'd want your kid to emulate you know i know that he was a kind of a prick back in the day and he'll even admit it but like I, he's not the kind of guy that's gonna like fuck around on his wife or be a dickhead if he tells you he'll be there he'll be there doesn't give a fuck right. how much money you have doesn't care he doesn't give a fuck about status or followers or any of that shit like Bisbing's the fucking or having two eyes he never cared about having two eyes you know what's fucking crazy about that and it, he told me that uh I hope, i'm sure he probably public now that him and his you know he only had like one eye for like his last six fights or seven yeah, fights, yeah. and he couldn't even get commission right so what he right. would do is he would he would go and uh and, and his, his coach would be in the corner and they'd be like how what figure am i holding up and he'd be like <clears throat> if it was one he would yawn if it was two and he would like sneeze <laughs> if it was three. And I was like, man, imagine you had like a, the guy had like a fucking uh, attack or something, or he started like right. the attack. He's like four, six, seven, eight. But, 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 but yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, how crazy is that? He's like, how many fingers are holding up? COVID. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to guess what he's got. Oh man. Um, so, yeah, that was that. So Luke Rockhold recently said that uh, the reason he has had a tough time recently, um, he says he's sober from alcohol, uh, but he had an abortion. Um, uh, I guess, the, of course, my mind goes to like the father was Yoel Romero. Uh, but, it, but he said, yeah, he said he, he said the girl that he was with had an abortion and that like fucked him up and that he needs some personal. Time. Oh, you're being serious. I thought he was I thought he was joking, like, because he said, like, men can be pregnant or something. No, 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 no. He said he was dating a girl who had an abortion and, right. uh, or his girlfriend. And that really like he needed like some time the way. And that really was a wake up call and this and that. So, yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, Luke's, a, Luke's one of those guys, man. He'll just a lot of people wouldn't tell you that. They just be like, hey, I mean, he's just one of those dudes. He'll tell you anything. He was, he was talking to uh, Mitch Rowan one night about, uh, I guess I can say it now, but he was talking about how the Fertitas were trying to rip him off on uh, the Renzo Fertitta on his contract and this and that. And uh, I was just sitting there listening and I'd never met Luke before or whatever, which I'm a lot older than him, but uh, he stopped and turned the middle of the conversation and goes, dude, do not put this on the underground. Like he said it to me. And I was like, what are you talking about? What? He goes, yeah, you're over there innocent. You've never done any, started any trouble on the underground. I was like, what? Like, dude, that was 10 years ago. And he started laughing because he said when he was in high school, he used to follow my underground threads, which was weird for me that Luke Rockhold was way more famous than me now, but he knew me from the underground back when he was in high school. So, dude, he is, he's like, there was a time that like, I heard he banged this chick who was like, you know, a 10, right? Let's just say she was a 10. 
And uh, and he banged her in front of like a bunch of her friends and they were like giving him instructions on how to fuck her, which is like, like do it like she likes to like, like while he, while he was fucking her. Right. Right. So I'm like, there's no way that like, I mean, that's a, a cool chick, but like what? I mean, that's like some porn shit, you know, like, you, you see right. that? I mean, I've done similar things with porn stars back in my heyday, but not like this wasn't a porn star. And uh, right. and I, I think I did it once. Anyway, so I asked him, I'm sitting next to him and I'm like, hey, is it true that you bang blah, blah, blah in front of all her friends? He looks at me. He takes him, takes a minute and goes, not all her friends. <laughs> I'm so sure. And I was like, dude, Luke Rockhold is a fucking is a boss, dude. He he uh he's like he, I'll never forget the guy you introduced me to in Las Vegas who uh he used to told me the first thing he told me is he used to be in porn. He's like, I used to be in the porn business, and I was like, Really? I said, What capacity? He goes, the best kind. And I was like, Oh, okay, it was a little bit weird. But uh yeah, you told me to be careful with him, and I was like, be careful with him. What he goes, Yeah, he used to like get with like 50 other dudes and jerk off on one girl and thinks he's in the porn business or whatever. Yeah, like, that's I don't not know. porn business. I mean, he was, I think he's a couple porn films, like regular ones, but like he basically right. was like him and like 30 guys would do like Bukaki porn. I'm like, right. well, it's, not, it's not really porn. That's you sitting around jerking off with your friends. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's one, that's one girl away from you being just jerking off with your friends. Like just remove one person and it gets really gay. I knew a porn star, T real black guy named T real. Who told me he would? Uh, who's in a, a movie called? Uh, he's doing real movies now, but they're like one of them is called Crack House of the Dead. Uh, right. anyway, so <laughs> I'm not. It sure also could be a porn movie. I think too. Like also I'm be a porn. Sure less respectable, but he. Um, right. He told me he would like he would do like double double anal with girls, right? So like it's like two dicks and one asshole, basically. Oh, yeah. And I was like, bro, you know. Uh, isn't that weird having another guy with his hard dick next to your dick? And he's like, dude, it's like sports. You just got to play your position. <laughs> it's just like sports. Actually. Oh, man. Like, I like individual sports. Um, all right. So um, PFL was last week. You didn't watch that, right? No. All right. I'll do a, a, a few. Uh, I'll just give you up to date. Anthony Pettis lost. He was. Maybe it was even. He was winning, winning the second. The first round was close. He got caught with a twister, and it was a. It was like from the bottom, uh, and it was a man. Like, uh, let me see if I could if I could show it to you. Like, I. It was one of those things where it looked so painful, and it man, like it was one of those moves where I was like, man, I don't even know how you even prepare for this. Like, like here, I'll, and the guy wanted to show everyone that it wasn't a fluke. Because he did it before, and he did it before. He, he's he's not even kidding. Um, so he he actually did it in like other. Here, look. So this is this is what happened. Let me see. Oh, I don't think it could work with my. Because I have a thing on. Hold on. All right, hold on. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. It was one of those things. It was. Uh, I was like, man, I kind of felt bad for Anthony Pettis because I don't even know how you even prepare for this. Can you can you can you uh, see this? So the see how the guy yeah. from bottom and he locks him up from bottom and he gets it like that. Yeah, I'll show you again. I mean I guess that's like a spine manipulation or something, right? Doesn't they do something to your I guess the middle of your spine or something feels like it's gonna pop? Yeah, do that. And like I guess that's like that guy's move, you know. Um and he said he kind of let Pettis get him down because he knew that was going to be his move and yada, yada, yada. So, I mean. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, I felt bad. Uh, Chris, Chris Wade won, uh, the kid from Long Island. And uh, he's a big, big, uh, I don't know if he's a Trump supporter, but he hates Joe Biden. He's like all in on how much he hates Joe Biden. And he's from <laughs> Long Island. And he's like. I think that's yeah. like 90% of the country now, though. That's not just Trump supporters. <laughs> that's almost everybody. Chris Wade, he beat Kyle Boschak. Uh, that was crazy. Bubba Jenkins won his fight. Uh, right. So now he's, he's, uh, he just thing is, so did uh, Maurice Green had John Jones in his corner. He's like, he's the black dude that like likes to knit. He, he was like drunk on the older <laughs> fighter, but he's a big knitter. He loves knitting. Right. Wait, he, what? He's what? <laughs> I, I completely heard them wrong at first. I was like, he's a, he's a black heavyweight that was on the ultimate fighter that like is obsessed with knitting. 
Like, oh, you said he's a big knitter. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh, knitter, knitter. Yeah. No, he knits. I wasn't even, dude. Yeah. So he, I swear, I thought that's what you said. No, no, he knits. Like he's a sub. Okay, with a T, not a G. Okay. Come on, man. Okay, you out of your mind? Uh, so he um he he knits like like he clothes and stuff. Uh, and he, he had John Jones in his corner who didn't offer him much advice. Uh, you know. <laughs> John <laughs> like, Jones like get a designated driver. He's like, what? Yeah, right. That's a lie. He's telling Jones that. Uh, right. Jones, like hide underneath the octagon in case Usada comes. You know, like he's basically <laughs> telling him, yeah. So, but it was cool. But seeing John Jones in someone's corner, the guy Juan Adams. You ever hear the Juan Adams, the Kraken? He's like another psychopath. He, the crackhead? Is that what you said? He goes by the Kraken. The Krakens. Like, crack. Oh, I thought you said the crackhead. I was like, he's got to be a future champ then from what I remember us talking about, the old uh, heroin. No, no, he's the, the Kraken. Uh, okay. he, he, he had a crazy fight. Went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, if you want to see a good fight, him versus Sam K. Uh, or Kei, or K. I don't know how you would say it. And then Lance Palmer won. Lance Palmer was a guy that won the tournament he won two million dollars two years in a row last year he didn't win a fight uh and then this year he's back in it i think he just one of those things where like i don't i don't know what happened uh in bellator musasi lost 50 45 across the board this guy johnny beat him? johnny evelyn who's like 11 or no or something he's like a young i mean uh. he hasn't that much he's 12 and 0 now uh he's won every one of his fights american top team and uh he won uh, this other guy fought, this is pretty funny. So Danny Sabatello won. He beat Leandro Higo. And uh, let me see if I can find it. Afterwards, this guy, Rufion Stotts, who, uh, let me see, Bellator. He, he's going to fight him next. And he, the guy runs in the cage. And this is what he says. Let's see if I can, see if I can find it. It was, it was hilarious. He goes, this is what he said in the, this is what he said in the, in the thing. He goes, he goes. All I heard was you suck. So he said you won yourself an ass woman. That shit was terrible. Because <laughs> you <laughs> suck. That was terrible. <laughs> I thought he was gonna call out the big knitter. <laughs> I'm not even gonna make this a thing. Okay, uh, we're not even gonna even go here. Uh, he, the guy knits. He he sews. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, um, schedule. And I'm not even taking this shit out because uh, it's like, anyway, uh, this week in the PFL, um, Kayla Harrison, this girl, <laughs> her fucking life story. So she's a two time gold medalist in judo. Right. She was right. molested by her judo coach in high school, uh, who's now in jail for like for a long time. Thank God. She goes to she goes around to schools and like giving speeches to women who've been, you know, sexual, uh, sexual, uh, you know, survivors of sexual abuse. She's an amazing person. And now her sister has some kind of problems. I don't know what happened, but she adopted her sister's kids. So now she has two kids. So far, I think she's won $2 million with the PFL and nobody has come close to beating her. Like nobody's even like, no one's won around against her. She, she just either smashes people or their, her last fight, she was pissed. She's like, I sucked. But the girl just came to survive. It was one of those fights where the girl just, right. her whole goal was to not get fucked up. So she's fighting Caitlin Young, who, uh, Caitlin Young, who was born in, um, she's 36. She, she goes by the Striking Viking. She's 12 and 12 and one. She's taking this fight on short notice for Minnesota. She's a good kickboxer, but I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know how this is going to do. I, I like Caitlin Young a lot. She's one of those girls when she looks at you, I feel like she could just see through you. Like she looks at you like she, like she, like you can't bullshit her. And she's kind of hot, right. like a weird fucked up way. Like, you know, like, a, she's like, a, she's like a hot that's probably the nicest thing anyone's ever said to her. <laughs> You're kind of hot in a weird fucked up way. <laughs> no, she's pretty. She's hot. Like a, a strange, like, like, <laughs> Like she would just break up with you for no reason, kind of a girl. Well, like you're saying she's a very handsome lady. Is that what you're getting at? No, no. I was saying no. Like she was one of those girls that you wouldn't know why she dumped you. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like, but she's just cool. Anyway, so she's fighting Kayla Harrison this Friday night in the PFL. Uh, 
Uh, Ray Cooper the third is fighting Brett Cooper, not related. Uh, Ray, <laughs> Cooper, Ray Cooper is Hawaiian. His dad was a fighter. His dad lost to Jake Shields, uh, but then he beat Jake Shields to uh, avenge the, the loss of his dad. Um, and then uh, what else is on this card? Then, this then they then Michael B. Jordan made a movie about it or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the the plot to Creed, wasn't it? Did I ever tell you like the craziest? Uh, like, because I, I watch Rocky Four like a hundred times. Like, I love right, me too. <laughs> and I was writing for the MMA Awards, and Dolph Lundgren was the host, right? right. And, and, and like, so Dolph comes in and he has all his own jokes, right? But he's not known for like his comedy. So, like, he watches MMA, but he just kept going on and on about his own, you know, auditions and this and that. And I was like, bro, we, have, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta shorten this, right? So, right. all those things. So, I was like, man, it doesn't matter how bad I do because my wife left me for Flavor Flav. You know, like Bridget Nielsen, like I was telling him a lot. And then I was like, you know, hey, if you're not laughing, I must break you. You know, like jokes that like everyone. Right. So then like he's about to go on and my, and my wife's coming in and she has the kid and her first time on, a, on an airplane. So Violet's puking everywhere. OK. And she calls you. I don't want to fucking come here. The kid puked all over me. I don't have a dress. I'm like, so I'm like, all right, I got to go. So I, I'm driving to the airport. The show's about to start. Then I'm getting a phone call. Where are you? Dolph Lundgren needs you. He's, he's nervous. He doesn't <laughs> want to go out. He needs you to help him. I'm like, I never in my life thought that I'd have the guy from Rocky four. Uh, right. Needing like, you. Needing me. Uh, and then I, I came back and he was like doing jokes for me and my kid. Uh, and then Violet, I mean, it was just crazy and he killed it. And, he, and then he, he actually hired me to, to like write for him or something else. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah, he's a good dude. Really. I just pictured you as the Russian guy cussing him out before round 15 and round five. Like, our people are cheering for him, you idiot, pushing his face. Like, that'd be awesome. He, he um, you know, he he actually broke Stallone's ribs, I think. Um, that's what they say. Yeah, and I think, yeah, actually, and, and, and I think, and he also, think he, like, uh, he was, like, super, I mean, Lundgren was the nicest fucking guy. Like, I mean, just a gentleman and, uh, yeah, just a just a, a good dude. He uh, he he had a he, he had a real fight against Igor. Um, yeah, it was that was actually kind of like hurt my childhood memories or whatever because I saw him fight uh, not Igor. He was fighting. Um, oh my gosh, the other Russian guy that was. Uh, oh my, I know who you're talking about. The he was one of the one of the first UFCs. The Russian yeah. guy, uh, not Vlad. It was uh, not Matashenko. Oh man. I don't know, but yeah, he had a boxing match with him, and he was not exactly uh, Ivan Drago. I'll tell you that, like in that boxing <laughs> match, like uh, looked like Ivan Drago in slow motion. It was kind of sad, really. So, um, so I, can't this, I cannot believe I can't remember his name. The guy that he fought. It wasn't Igor. Uh, something with a B. No, it wasn't It was. Uh, I mean, we could look it up. It's. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, I the guy in like remember. the Priceline commercials. Was it with uh he was in he was a guy who was in a, he was like in the predator two or something i think or Got one it. of those uh maybe it was to catch a predator no um what oh man i'm just gonna look it up i gotta i can't take it i gotta figure out who it is um but yeah that boxing match is kind of sad really watching uh so long this week israel adesanya versus jared cannonier oleg oleg Taktarov, right can I tell you that crazy story about uh, how bad I how, how bad I felt for Uriah Hall? How bad you felt for him? Yeah, how how bad, how, how bad I, I felt for him after the award show that oh. year. Uh uh. No. So it was that year that Israel won like ten awards, and I'm sitting there with Uriah Hall at the after party, and everyone keeps coming up to him and congratulating him, like, "Hey man, congrats, congrats, congrats!" And he's like, <laughs> "Why is everyone congratulating me?" And I was like, "I, I think they think that you're Israel." <laughs> <laughs> he looks so upset and i was I like bet. oh i didn't want to be the guy to tell him that like i'm like uh, that's awesome are, <laughs> it was fucking horrible i felt terrible for the guy um he's such a nice guy uriah hall i mean he's such a nice guy so he's fighting jared cannonier is everyone overlooking cannonier because no everyone i feel like every time everyone's like this guy's gonna beat at asanya whether it be paula costa or somebody at asanya just fucking fucks him up and every time everyone thinks that, oh yeah, it's not even going to be close. Like Kelvin Gastelum, it's right. a very close fight. Is Cannoneer being completely overlooked in this fight? He is by me because I don't even care to watch that fight. Honestly, I don't. Uh, 
I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Adesanya. Like, uh, I don't like him humping guys during fights and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and just doing the, I don't know. He's just always got something going on. And he, uh, I don't know. I think uh, the fact that he obviously had a, what's it called? Gyno, like was taking steroids and then completely lied about it. Like, I can't stand when people like just blatantly lie about it, like, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, dude, we all see your boob. Like, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like you have one titty and one regular chest. Like that isn't just a, and it just showed up overnight and went away. Like it's, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a big Adesanya fan, so uh, I don't really like to watch him fight anybody. Remember that guy? You know that guy, Eric uh, Albarici, and he's like the, the trainer of all, um, like Cejudo and the Korean Zombie and Paula Costa. He's like the little guy with the big glasses. Oh always- yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's 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 a friend of mine. But he's always he's always hitting me up. Him and the whole team are hitting me up. But like, hey, you have any comebacks for this guy, or you have any tweets? And I help out a lot of guys with their tweets. Like so by helping out, I mean I just give them the tweets. I don't even charge him it's like fucking you know because it's funny it's funny when i he, anyway so it was after the adesanya fight and adesanya literally beat the shit out of paul acosta went like this and came in the guy's face like with his right. like jerked off on his face and he's like what do you got for me man i need to come back i'm like dude the guy just beat your guy and came on your face <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> bro I, i'm not really sure how we're gonna come back from this one <laughs> like <laughs> i don't i don't have anything man like i don't a lot of things i can help you with but like bro like he beat your guy and came in your face <laughs> like, right. what am i gonna say to that uh, yeah, I've got nothing. I'm trying to think. I had nothing. I'm trying to get something to say back. Nothing, man. I don't know. That's pretty, uh, it's pretty hard to beat. Uh, I, I, I told him, I gave him like the, a left nipple joke. Cause at that point, remember his nipple was going on. Like, right. You know, I gave him something there, but it was like, yeah, it wasn't much, but much back. He should have just went with the Brent, the Brendan shop punchline. Just be like, what the fuck? Like that went, that's a, that's a great, uh, that's an all purpose punchline works for every joke. No, you're, you're, I always think of your comebacks, man, when you're like, yeah, well, I fucked your dad because it's right. one of those things where it's just people like at that point, you're like, wait, he fucked my dad. Like, like it's, right. it's a whole different level of comedy. Like, yeah. You know, well, yeah. That was, I used to use that one. Cause like, not only did I have sex with one of your parents, now your dad's gay, which you had no idea your whole life. You just found out your dad's gay and uh, I had sex with him. So like, you can't, <laughs> there's not much anyone's ever been able to say back to that. Uh, Max Holloway and Volkanovski are fighting. Um, the third time, I think it's 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 two and zero Volkanovski, but I think that Holloway won two both of them. Like I don't, I think he won these fights, and I think he's going to win this fight too. I don't know if they're going to give it to him. Um, I don't know what they have against Max Holloway, why he never wins the close ones, but I think that uh, I think he's going to win. I mean. I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. What do you think? I thought he won. Uh, I thought he, I, I don't know if I saw both of them. I saw one of them, and I for sure thought he won the the one that I saw of the two. I remember losing money on it and being irate. Not just that I lost, but they deserved to win. Um, so Volkanovski just never impressed me that much, man. Like, I don't know. Like, he looked pretty good against um, Ortega. Like, he surprised me against Ortega, but I, I just don't. He's talking about moving up to 55. Or was he at 35 or 45? Is it 35, he's at, uh, right? He's at 45. 45, yeah, he's talking about moving up to 155. Like, yeah, move up to 55 and see how that works out for you. Like, he's he's a small dude for 45. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to do well at 55. So. I feel like Ortega always chokes in the big ones. Like, he just seem, can't seem to get, like, you know, and, and, and uh, but he bags the hottest chicks. Like, his newest one, Tracy Cortez. Jesus. I heard he was with Halle Berry. And, like, and, and he's, like, very quiet, unassuming. Like he's that right. you got to look out for. Like he's the guy in the corner, says nothing and leaves with the hot chick, which is not. I heard he was the guy in the closet <laughs> at the party, but that's what I'd heard repeatedly from people, but I, I don't know if that's true. So. Um, Alex Pereira, he's the guy that beat um, Israel Adesanya in kickboxing. He's like unbelievable. He's only five and one in MMA, but he's a monster in kickboxing. Uh, he's fighting Sean Strickland, who is – like Col- Colby Covington times seven. I mean, yeah, he get- he's even more offensive than Colby. Yeah, like he makes Colby like in the middle. Uh, like, right. I mean, he doesn't give a fuck. This guy, uh, it just he got he's, he gets kicked off everything like Instagram, Twitter. Um, and I heard he spars like a maniac. He's been to like thirty gyms. He only like he just wants to go hundred percent the whole time. But in the fights, he hasn't really like he he's been winning. 
mean, he's 25 and three. So obviously, you know, and he's, and he beat Jack Hermanson, split the city. He won that fight. Oh, Strickland's 25 and three. He beat Uriah Hall. Yeah. Beat Jocko. We Brandon Allen. The last fight he lost was in uh, May 12, 2018. So he hasn't lost in over four years uh, to Dos Santos, to, to Zaleski Dos Santos. And then he lost to Usman um, before that. He got beat pretty bad by Usman. Well, 30-26. And then he lost to Ponzinibbio. But that was the different Ponzinibbio than the and Ponzinibbio has not perform like you know uh <laughs> i thought there's actually a different guy named ponzanibio like there's two guys named ponzanibio no, yeah i thought it was going to be like the next big thing and he's good but he hasn't um yeah when he beat mike perry i thought he was going to be really really good when i watched him fight because he he tuned perry up didn't he didn't he beat him up pretty bad yeah i don't know what's going on with him like ponzanibio i because there was a couple fights where i'm like dude he's the next and like let's see he i think he lost his last he, he lost uh Michelle Pereira, that's the, he lost to Jeff Neal. He lost to Lee Jing Lang. He lost three out of four, his last three out of four, um, which is, you know. Uh, and then he beat Bubba McDaniel in 2014, by the way, uh, Sean Strickland. So he's 25 and three against this guy who's five and one, but the dude's a monster in kickboxing. Monster in kickboxing. So I don't know. Who, who do you think wins this? Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't believe I put another guy with six fights in with a guy that has 28. That's a little strange to me, but um, I'll go uh, the guy that beat Adesanya. Like, uh, yeah, like what's his name again? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, Alex Pereja or Pereja. Seems like I've seen him fight. He's only got six fights, though. Yeah, but it, uh, he has a lot in, like, I think in, like, glory kickboxing and, huh. uh, yeah, he's he's – let me let me read some of his stats, Alex. I'm excited for this one though, because like those guys, like you know, those uh those kickboxers are fun, you know, especially when they're like the highest level. Uh, yeah, especially if a guy can't if he can't take him down, it gets real interesting to watch. So, so he's a kickboxer. He he uh, in kickboxing is a glory middleweight and light heavyweight double champion. Um, he's 34 years old. He's Brazilian. His boxing record is one and zero. Uh, his kickboxing record is 33 wins with seven losses. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, he beat Dustin Jacoby. Uh, he beat a lot of guys. He beat, uh, he lost to, so yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a fucking monster. He went, he, he, he only lost to Artur Kushenko and yada, yada, yada. So, uh, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if, Obviously, like you think Strickland's just going to take him down and hold him. That would be my plan. If better, I better hope he can. If he outstruck out of Sonia, he's a two weight uh, glory champion, you know, or whatever, day one champion. Like uh, that uh, sounds like well, a dangerous guy. Out. And then no well, he knocked out out of Sonia. I mean, he knocked him out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But you said he was different, two different weight champ, two different weight classes, right? In glory yeah. or something. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, he's got to be a dangerous dude standing up, man. <laughs> so, uh, and then Sean O'Malley is fighting Pedro Munoz, who's a 19 and seven, but you know, he's lost three out of, he's lost four, he's lost four out of five. Really fucking smart pick by the UFC, giving him this guy because it's, yeah. it's a name guy, but he lost Dominic Cruz. Um, he lost to Aldo. He beat Jimmy Rivera. He lost to Frankie Edgar. He lost to Aljamain Sterling. His last big win aside from, uh, Rivera was Cody Garbrandt, 2019. That was a crazy fight. Cody just put his like his chin up, his hands down, and just went crazy. Um, I think O'Malley's gonna knock him out. You? Uh, I, yeah, I don't think they would put him in there with him if they didn't think that. If UFC, they're usually pretty good at picking fights. They're trying to turn O'Malley into a star. Why has he not fought Cody Garbrandt? Weren't they trying to fight each other for a while, or did I imagine that? No, they were. But Cody's just been getting. I mean, he's, he's just been getting killed. Lately, that seems like a, that seems like exactly up their alley, then though, because they want O'Malley to win. So it seems like they would. Uh, it reminds me back when Roger Huerta. I think we talked about that before. How they just kept feeding Roger Huerta first-time guys with perfect styles for him to beat, and he got cocky and was like, oh, "I want to fight somebody real." So they put him in with somebody that murdered him. I can't remember who it was, but it was a. Uh, yeah, he's like, "I'm tired of fighting. I'm, I'm not getting any respect. Let me fight somebody good." So they put him as a top three guy, and he got his ass kicked. But it's crazy though because you look at all all his wins, right, O'Malley. Against Pavia, who's a good fighter, who won last, who uh, lost last week, but looked good. Against uh, Chris Matonio, Thomas Almeida, 
Marlon Vera, he lost, but that was a weird loss. Eddie Wineland, he knocked out. Canones, he knocked out. Sakamta, he he won. Tarion Ware, he's never fought a wrestler. Like they have not yeah. given him, they have not given him one division three wrestler. They have no. like they nor not, will they. <laughs> they. They don't. They won't either. They're gonna. Keep I mean, isn't to- that isn't that kind of wild? Like they've I, never. I, I, I never, I can never figure out how you get on their team. Like I always wanted to be, I always said that about the Kennedys. Like, you know, the Kennedys like kill people and just do whatever they want. And they just, they never get in trouble. They can just do whatever they want. Like rape women, kill people. They always get off somehow. Like uh, I always wanted to know how you got on the UFC's good side. Cause when me and Matt Mitrione were both in the UFC, I'd give them a hard time. I was like, dude, they served you up Marcus Jones who had never fought before or, you know, never fought in the UFC. Then they give you uh, Kimbo Slice, the biggest name in the sport who can't fight at all. Then they give you, they bring in Tim Haig off of seven straight losses. They bring him in to get for your eighth fight in the UFC. You know what I mean? I was like, how do you get on that schedule? Because they gave me Hunt and Struve back-to-back for my first two. You know what I mean? Like, that was – and then they they wanted me to fight um, – what's his name? Christian Warcraft. I didn't want to fight him because nobody knew who he was, and he almost killed Struve when they fought. Like, Struve got lucky with the right hand, but before that, he was murdering him. And I was like, I'd rather if I'm going to get beat up, I'd rather get beat up by somebody with a big name. And they were like, uh, well, how about uh, – what's his name? Shane Carwin. I said, okay. Like, I, they thought I was going to – they thought they were going to, like like scare me into saying, Oh no, you know, like I said, okay, I'll fight Shane Carwin. And then Carwin wouldn't fight me. They said, well, he said, you're not a big enough name. And I'm like, well, I don't blame him, but yeah, I, I was trying to fight like a, the bigger name dudes. If I'm going to get beat up at least by somebody with a name, you know, not some unknown. Carwin, I met him was one of the coolest guys. I'm at a nightclub. He has the biggest hands I've ever seen. Like his hands. Yeah. Um, and he, um, there are certain guys that just disappear from the sport, like disappear. Like yeah. John, Josh Koscheck, like, where the fuck is Josh Koscheck? Um, Dan <laughs> Carwin, Sean Shark, like what? Yeah. Like where do they? What they did? They just they want nothing to do with it anymore, huh? They're, they're just, oh, Sean Shark, I know he flips houses in Minnesota. I actually hang out with him. This has been years ago, but I hung out with him and his brother-in-law, who was the funniest. He's a his brother-in-law is a British dude, the funniest person by far I've ever met in my life. Man, he was so out of control, like he was completely out of control like uh, he fell in a pool in las vegas that night like an indoor pool like it was the i don't know he he great he took some guys crutches that weren't even his and went around acting like he was on crutches and like was dancing with dudes like coming up behind him like freaking on him or you know what i mean like humping him with crutches like it, i've still got a video of him somewhere like funniest dude ever and the next day he was sober and had no personality at all like he was like real quiet and didn't say anything it's just when he was drunk i guess he's the funniest person alive like when he's yeah. drunk but then yeah, when he was sober, he was real quiet, reserved, and didn't say anything. It was a weird transformation. So, um, but it's crazy. Like, what happened to Josh Koscheck? Like, what? He was a, a villain. <laughs> I mean, people hated him. Uh, yeah. I mean, he I have was, a feeling they still hate him. He's just doing something different. Like, I feel like he's dude, still, like, he would literally like, like I mean, Colby Covington would walk into an arena, and it was funny because I, when, I, when I watched him fight Usman. It was like everyone was like Usman, and then the lights went down, and they're like Colby. <laughs> people like didn't. Right. <laughs> yeah it's like vote for trump the first time around nobody wanted to nobody wanted to admit it in the polls like i didn't vote for trump like and he wins 80 percent of the votes so. but uh yeah exactly but josh koshek everyone would just boo i mean there was no cheers for him like literally <laughs> no cheers he would walk into an arena and people would put us just boo him like for right. no i mean he was a dick you know but he was cocky but he wasn't right. any more of a dick than any you know Anybody else? I mean, a little bit. It was different because he was like, he and I were on UFC 124. We were the main event and co-main event. And uh, I was talking about how I pretend to be a dick to try to, you know, get uh, my name out there. And he's like, I'm not even pretending. Like, he knows he's a dick, you know, or whatever. Like, he's like, I'm not even pretending. It's just who I am. I was like, because I thought he'd be like some real nice guy, like in person, like most of the dudes. Like, no, he's a dick in person, too. Well, he got Paul Daly. Well, Paul Daly got himself banned from life for the UFC. Remember he punched Matthew Bell? Yeah. Um, But I heard that, like, Koshek was calling him the N-word the whole fight. I don't know if that's true. I have I have no proof of this. I have other than like I think Sam Triple he thought he was knitting. And then he I think, maybe Sam Triple told me this. I have no idea. I think someone told me that. I don't know if that's true or not. I have to like watch it again. But right. if that did happen, I could I could see why he would punch him afterwards. But they should have let Daly back in the UFC after that. You know, he, he got yeah. like he was done. He was done. Um, Did you get my joke though? They thought he was doing crochet or something. I, I, I heard it. I just I actively <laughs> ignored it. I actively ignored your joke. Uh, <laughs> I just made sure because that was a good joke. You. I appreciate you letting me know about the joke. Um, Jalen Turner, uh, he's a guy that was afraid of spiders, and now he has like eighty-seven thousand tarantulas. He breeds them because. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> Naturally. I don't even know how you do. I mean, how do you get a girl got back to your place if you have tarantulas? You got to go like, if you have like thousands of tarantulas in your house. I mean, I don't you know, know. I can make five, $10,000 dogs. <laughs> it's probably a little more expensive than the tarantulas, but that's a, uh, so he hated spiders. So he bought a bunch of them. Yeah. He was, he was scared of them. So then he got one to overcome his fear and then he loved it. And now, right. now he has, and now he breeds tarantulas. Right. But who, I mean, who, who wants them? Right. I mean, who was he breeding them for? Like, I mean, <laughs> other people that are scared of my guess that would overcome their fears. I don't know. He, he's fighting Brad Riddell. That should be a really good fight. Uh, Brian Barbarena, uh, he's a guy that him, he's, I think he's from Arizona and him and his wife lives in Arizona and they just wanted to get a farm. So they moved to Tennessee and opened up a farm and didn't have any, like didn't know how to do it. So then right. like, they had their, uh, their neighbor teach him how to like run a farm basically. Um, and they have goats and everything and cows, but they, like they, they, they said they had to eat some of the cows in the beginning. And then the kids got upset because they were crying because they, right. they ate their friends. Um, <laughs> so now they keep them away or something. Um, but he, he's fighting Robbie Lawler. Uh, that should be a good fight. I know Lawler's upset or bothered that he's on the prelims for the first time. I think he said, I can't remember when the first time, maybe ever he said he's on the prelims or something like that in the UFC, in his UFC career or something. Well, I mean, I kind of understand where he's, well, first of all, it's on ABC. So right. I wouldn't even that's, call yeah, it. ABC is not really a prelim to me. Like that's, yeah. I mean, that's going to be more viewers than the pay-per-view probably. 100%. And then also, uh, but I understand what he's saying though, because he's coming off a huge win over Nick Diaz. Where he, where right. he amazing. You know, like that was uh so I, I could see if he was on like a three fight losing streak and then you put him in the prelims, but he's coming off a big win. So hold on. I can't hear you. Your, your, your volume went down. How about now? Yeah, yeah, that was good. I said, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, I've always been surprised they never tried to do Connor and Robbie Lawler, you know, especially after Lawler said he'd take his soul and all this and that. That'd be the perfect matchup for Connor coming back after the losses he's had. Like, Robbie Lawler would be perfect for him. He's not going to take him down. He's going to stand and strike with him. And Robbie's on the, looks like on the, you know, downward uh, spiral. So that would be, uh, I can't believe they've never even thought of that. Well, the, I guess Connor said he accepts, people were saying that Mayweather and him are going to try to do another one. And then yeah. Dana White said, I have no, I'm nothing to do with that. No, I'm not doing that again. Um, <laughs> that would do. They're talking about running a well dry. Like that, I didn't, that fight wasn't that great the first time. Like that, to do it again would be ridiculous. Well, Jake Paul's fighting at Madison Square Garden. I don't know if you heard about that. He's yeah. yeah. Fury. I mean, at least he's fighting a guy that is a boxer, right? I don't think Fury, I think Fury pulls out again, man. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll come in somebody last minute again because uh, Fury, I think, knows he won't beat Jake Paul or doesn't think he'll beat Jake Paul, and he knows that ends his career if he loses to him as a serious pro boxer, you know? So, like, it, uh, I think he'll pull out again. He's pulled out, like, two or three times already for it, you know? So do you like, think his brother would let him take the fight if he thinks he's going to lose? I feel like the brothers. Yeah, I mean, if they know he's not, I mean, if he can't beat Jake Paul after seven fights, he's not going to, he's got no hit like future in boxing anyway. You know what I mean? Like he needs to go ahead and give it up anyway, you know, like, uh, but I think he's like one of these guys, like a lot of them dudes. I had a, used to have an old boxing trainer that told me that we could put me in. He said, as like as big as I was and as well as I talked on camera, he said, we could have you knock out 25 homeless guys and give you, get you a title shot. You know what I mean? Or whatever, like with boxing, just build a big record up. And then, uh, He's like a big white heavyweight that talks like you do, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know why you got to bring the fact I'm white into it, but, you know, it's, uh, whatever. But, yeah, he used to say that all the time. Like, uh, if you just build up – anybody get anybody 25 wins, and they if they look good physically and, you know, uh, can, uh, you know, talk trash or whatever, he said they can get a title shot. So, I don't it's crazy know. crazy is that, like, that Fury – like, he got the good-looking jeans – but the best right. skills. <laughs> yeah, it is like life. Life is fair than it isn't fair because it's like he didn't get a bit of his brother's fighting ability. But as far as the looks and stuff, are they full blooded? They can't have. The no, same I think bed. they're like. I think they're step brothers or something. It's yeah, not. I was gonna say they can't be. They can't be full blooded for sure. Like uh, Tyson's Tyson's dad had to be like a nine foot tall troll or something. Like uh, oh my god, there's a yeah, that guy. Right. The other kid could be a model, right? Uh, uh, so Donald Cerrone and Jim Miller are also fighting on this card. This is, this is all this Saturday. Um, I don't know who wins this fight. Because uh, I feel like Donald Cerrone, if he thinks he can win, he'll win. <laughs> right. I, I've never <laughs> seen a more head case of a fighter. Uh, yep. <laughs> you know, almost sad in some ways. Like, because I think his he's 36 and 16. I think at least 
10 of those fights, he, he, he could have won. He could have been 46 yeah. and, and six right now. Yeah. Good of her should have won. Yeah. A lot of them, man. Um, he, he breaks, I would say he breaks mentally easily, but he does like, uh, you know, when I, first time I ever saw him break was against, uh, Nate Diaz, man. Like if Nate pieced him up the first round and was flipping him off between rounds and you could just see he had already, he had already lost, you know, he's just waiting, waiting for the end. Same thing with Connor. As soon as Connor hit him with a shoulder in the nose, he's done. Like it's a, it's a weird thing, man. It's, I don't know. Uh, Uriah Hall is fighting Andre Muniz. This guy Muniz is really good. He, um, he, he beat Eric Anders by armbar in the first round. He beat Jacare Armbar in the first round. Uh, he beat um, the other guy, Fabinski Armbar, first round. <laughs> His last three fights, Armbar, first round. Um, Good news is, even if he loses, he can just pretend to be Stylebender after the uh, <laughs> after the event. And he, either way, he'll get congratulated by. Uh, I mean, starting Uriah Hall, another guy who's a complete fucking head case. Like I never saw a guy like take off the first three rounds in a five round or first two rounds. Then the guy goes, well, you fucking win. And then he just goes out and flying knees the guy and it's over. Like, right. <laughs> I, I mean, there are times when I'm coaching kids and my, my other coach is yelling something and I'm like, Hey, stop. Don't yell anything. He's going to do something completely stupid, but it's, it's going to work for him and he's going to win. And then the kid just throws some fucking thing that like we didn't teach and puts the kid on his back and wins. I'm like, there's just some people that, it's like you don't know what to do. Uh, Jessica I versus Macy Barber. She's the one that was uh, I think she everyone got mad at her because she was like a how to make your how to get a, a blue belt online and like put a course or something. And then, <laughs> and then she lost to Roxanne Modafari. But I think tore ACL and her dad said she really won. And then she went to Team Alpha Male and she's like kind of hot. And uh, she's fighting Jessica I. Who everyone hates for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. I mean, she went to see Alpha Male because she wanted to be the biggest, strongest person in the room, training room for once. Like I'm tired of training with people bigger and stronger. I'll go to Alpha Male and we'll. Uh, that was always the most ironic name for me for a gym ever. It's the smallest guys. Like usually the Alpha Male is the biggest, strongest, not the smallest and cutest. You know, like, dude. But they, they, those guys party, man. I remember after. Uh, I remember after Chad Mendez lost to Conor McGregor. I went to the Alpha Male party. And I thought I was going to be all depressed. The guy from Stain was there, by the way, who, um, who, who, bought, who, there's a video of him having meltdowns because he became a country singer. And <laughs> what? So he melted down because he became a country singer? Dude, his country songs are not good. I'm sorry. He has one song called That Ain't Country, and he just puts down everything that's not country. Like the whole song. So he has people... a country song called That Ain't Country. Is he talking about his own songs? Hope like, yeah, you know, like fucking, you know, wearing your leather jackets and uh, sunglasses. That ain't country. I mean, whatever it is, it's like rap music. That ain't country. It's the dumbest. Because there's a lot of rappers that are out there claiming to be country. So his, and then so he's up there, and there's a video. There's like a 10 minute compilation of him flipping out on the crowds on on YouTube. The guy Aaron, his name is Aaron something. Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis compilation. Yeah. Him going, fuck you, mother. Dude, I went to his concert by accident. Like, I, I did a show, and, like, next door, he was playing. Like, You were there? This is a country? Yeah. <laughs> so I do the show, and they're like, the guy from Aaron Lewis is there. So I go next door. Like, it was an hour of people sitting around talking. Like, no one paying attention while he's singing country songs. And then he sings the fucking Stain songs, and everyone shuts up and, like, right. goes crazy. I'm like... This fucking poor guy. Like he does not want to do the stain songs. No one wants to hear <laughs> nobody wants to hear his country songs. And it's, it's like the one that's like the one hit wonders that refuse to play their one hit at their concerts. Like, no, we got other stuff. Like, yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. You only can hear the I one saw, song. I saw Vanilla Ice in Calgary. I don't know if, if people are paying him, but he lets everyone jump on stage. He literally is on stage <laughs> with like 25 people from the crowd. I'm like, I don't want to see these fucking assholes dance to your songs and sing along with them. <laughs> and then he's taking selfies while singing Ice Ice Baby. For, I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so I guess he's not flipping houses in Palm Beach anymore. Huh? Like he's, he's back on the back on the tour. Have you seen the Motley? Dude, I had tickets to go see Motley Crue. I had to sell them. I'm so happy. I didn't see Motley Crue, Poison and uh, yeah. Def Leppard and Joan Jett because like Poison is doing great. Like the guys in, in shape, you know, Brett Michaels, you know, Def Leppard, Vince Neil goes out there. And I went to go see, I went to the hair metal festival 
and uh, with my wife, who who was like the youngest person by thirty years there. The people <laughs> like, but like he, I thought he was gonna have a heart attack like within twelve seconds. Vince Neil comes out there. He looks like Ron Jeremy, but like, <laughs> and he he can't get through. He's like he just does like every other line. He's like. Ah! <laughs> he doesn't even he made the crowd sing makes the crowd sing sings like three words out of the fucking out of the whole core out of the chorus and then he's fat as fuck he's wearing like a, a cape you know or like a, a football jersey and it looks like he has pads on that's how fucking but fat why is he wearing a cape <laughs> like a barber's cape. dude he had a fucking cape on bro and uh it's he, he he can't sing at all and he's out of breath. He had three years to, <laughs> to fucking to get in shape for this. Three years. Right. He didn't go on a diet for three fucking years. And uh, yeah. now if you look on TikTok, you look up Vince Neil, dude, every one of these comments is like, we're all going to die soon. Like, I feel old. And then they're making fun of his like songs. Like, it's not girls, girls, girls. It's grills, grills, grills. Like, everyone <laughs> is um, like, don't go away mad. Just go away. Like, it's just... <laughs> One, they're like, this isn't country. No, wait, what? <laughs> it's so sad. Like they're calling him Vince <laughs> Neil. You know, it's just one. It's one thing after another. But yeah, dude, like <laughs> that's awesome. No, it's. I mean, if you had three years to prepare for a concert, like, what do yeah. you? Why wouldn't you just get a trainer? Like, like for an hour a day, an hour. A day. I don't, he was like, he had a he had a VH1 show called uh, Remaking Vince Neil. And uh, it's like for in the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. Remember, you remember the guy that uh, wrote the songs for him? The guy that he wrote a song. He's a real famous song producer, uh, Desmond Child, I think his name is. Um, but uh, that guy's like too good to be true, man. Like he's like uh, trying to get Vince Neil to freak out in the studio or whatever. Like, how hard can I push you? Like, it's the yeah. if you man, you gotta watch it. You watch it on it's on YouTube. It's the funniest thing ever. That uh, Desmond Child guy's the funniest. Is that when he uh, gets off like surgery on his face and stuff. Yeah, he gets like yeah, he's doing a oh. concert, so he gets plastic surgery and he gets his hair yeah. dyed and he tries to get in shape and then he uh, they wrote wrote a song called Promise Me, I think, or whatever, like or something like that. It's uh. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a, it was a hilarious mini documentary. So. They did one with Vanilla Ice on that too, and he refused to do anything. Like, right. He, yeah. he like he's like, I'm not changing for shit. They're like, well, why are you on the show? <laughs> right. <laughs> on a show called Remaking Vanilla Ice, and he's not not agreeing to be remade. No, it was ridiculous. Uh, so Jesse Jess is on this card too. Uh, she's like the hot chick that was like, um, she was dating some fucking asshole that was like. He had like face tattoos and he was like, he beat her up and she head kicked him and knocked him out from Australia. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then she that kicked guy was- him all the way from Australia. It's a hell of a chick. <laughs> well, anyway, she, that was a long time ago. I don't know why I brought that up. Uh, but she's doing great. She's, she's like thin right. and she's, uh, she found a good team because she was going from team to team to team. Hot. I mean, a hot chick. Uh, she breaks a lot of hearts. She has heartbreaker in her fucking, uh, in her bio. <laughs> Um, but uh, so she's the exact opposite of Vince Neil. You're saying <laughs> she's done, <laughs> done the exact opposite of her life. It's sad. Like I had to show my wife what he used to look like, uh, because you don't understand why I was so depressed after watching this. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, well, I told you I saw Tommy Lee at a UFC at a VIP area, right? And I told him I loved him in The Fugitive, and he didn't he didn't like it, right? Like, uh, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I said, dude, I loved your work in the movie The Fugitive. That was awesome. It's like sweet, bro. Like he had no idea what I was talking about. I told you he, he tried to light the girl's tits on fire, right? At the time. <laughs> no, but oh. that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I was at I was at porn star karaoke, uh, in in like the <laughs> valley, and uh, right. it was like right when that song like. Well, what's that song by Christina Aguilera? Dirty came out, and these yeah. stars were fucking going crazy, like making out with each other and giving her lap dances. And I'm sitting there, and Ron Jeremy's like right next to me, and then like Be Real from Cypress Hill, and all, all right. of a sudden Tommy Lee walks in, like I don't know. Oh, and then it was like the guys from Survivor were always there, like the guys who sing all the whole Rocky soundtrack, you know, like, right. Survivor, Rising Up, Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. They always like went there and then sang Warrant, not Warrant, they sang Journey. But and people right. knew them, but not really. Anyway, so Tommy Lee shows up. Like he got like the bat signal. There was like whores going crazy and burning. Right. Right? So he sits down and he's like looking at these girls. And some chick comes up and she goes, "Tommy, look at my tits!" And just flashes her tits, right? And right. then Tommy takes a lighter and he's like, "The starts to light the girl's fucking nipple on fire," right? And right. actually, it's just an awkward fucking pause. And she's like. 
okay, and then walked away, and that was it. <laughs> right. Luckily, silicone's not flammable. That could have been bad news if uh, if it had been. But uh, I heard Ron yeah. Jeremy's a hell of a stand-up comedian. Oh, he's in jail now for like yeah. he fucking like raped like twenty girls back in the day. That's what they said. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. He, he was, was doing like, stand-up though for a while, wasn't he? He was doing stand-up. He wasn't very good. He would show up to like, dude. He would show up to sets, like, like I, I did a an Indian film with him or something, some kind of stupid, not even any film pilot. And he like he would come to sets, right? And then you'd be eating your salad, and he'd put his hand in your food and start eating it. And then you're like, it's your it's your food now. Like, I'm not right. like, I'm not eating this shit anymore. Like, like <laughs> I like I like know where those hands have been, you know? Oh yeah. He 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 would tell me girls at like. After his shows, he would do like signings and stuff, or like appearances. They would they would just want they'd be a line of girls, and this is like true because I know a guy that said it was true. They just wanted to see if he could fit in them, just to put his dick yeah. in there to be like Ron Jeremy could fit in my vagina. Right, I, I, I like all of him, like his dick. You know, it was, right. Like, <laughs> Ron Jeremy could fit in your vagina. He got bigger problems than uh. It was fucking crazy. Anybody knows. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fucking crazy. Anyway, uh, what do you got coming up, Sean? Uh, I got nothing. I'm uh, literally trying to get my house uh, finished up to refinance it because interest rates are fabulous right now. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, no, trying to do that, and uh, been, dude, I might as well have a farm, even though I don't have a farm. Like, I need to get my neighbor to teach me how to have one because yeah, it's a, uh, it's a night. I don't know. We got 20 acres, man. I, I find myself mowing grass about 25 hours a week right now. And I'm doing it for free. Like at least before when I was a teenager, I was getting paid to do it. Um, but uh, we had our first litter of puppies. So my puppy mill is up and running. So uh, they're three weeks old. Hopefully I'll be able to start selling them here in a couple of weeks. But I don't know, five, four or five weeks, they should be uh, ready to go home with somebody. I'm just hoping several people have five to $10,000. So if not, I'll end up selling them for like a 500 bucks and like regret it. You never know. So we'll see. Well, you're the best. I'm in Vegas all week at the LA Comedy Club. Next week, I'm in Miami, Florida as well as Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, all on adamhuntercomedy.com. Sean, you're the best. I'll talk to you soon. All right, man. See you, buddy. Take care.